Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here, and we're talking about being in charge of our destiny. It is a choice to create reality. You want to shape your own world. And we're talking about near-death lessons providing clear and tactical guidance for those who are ready to shift focus away from the past and focus on what you cannot do, to, can and cannot do today. And to talk with us about that is the author of the new book, Near-Death Lessons, A Dream of a Terminal Illness, an Extraordinary Life Gained from Eight Near-Death Experiences. And to talk with us about that is Chris Junkolowski. Awesome. Hello. And I did it <laughs> right, Chris. <laughs> I said that right. I got it good. right. Awesome. Yeah. So you well, look, it's, a, it's, it's a, not a title you want to have, right? I mean, uh, it's not a record none of us want to keep. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, I, we all know how much one year death experiences can transform someone's life. Not everyone, but yeah. they, they can. And, and out of my eight, four of them have transformed me like in a totally different way. Wow, and the other four, and the other four didn't quite make that impact. I mean, you know, me, I mean, I bump into people around uh, around the America who who say, "Yeah, I had a heart attack, or I had this experience," but you know, they never had that near death experience, and they complain to me. They go, "But Chris, I didn't get a near death experience like you're talking about." <laughs> and, yeah. and I said, "Well, look, it's a a near death experience when when it really transforms you, it shifts everything about you." the way you see the world, the perspectives, the values, how you interpret things, everything about how you reevaluate your reality just got shattered. So wow. that's when you know you've had a near-death experience and you're walking up to a whole new reality. It's so, a staggering experience. So eight. I mean, very few people have mm. one really true near-death experience. You've had eight. Mm. So walk us yeah. through your life. Walk us through this story i mean tell us a little give us an yeah. overview of how did you end up with eight near-death experiences yeah look sure uh it all started when i was diagnosed with a hereditary condition at the age of 19 they said to me chris you've got this hereditary condition you're gonna you're gonna have oh this was i was 19 and and they said like you're gonna have probably cancers and and cysts and tumors all over your organs in on all your major parts of the, the body uh, you're probably going to be most likely dead by 30. That's the average life expectancy of this condition back then. And um, you probably wow. got cancers all over your body right now. We'll talk wow. about, and then I left that, uh, that, that clinic. I walked in my car. I cried for two weeks straight away. The rug was pulled out of my feet. I gave up on a future. I gave up on any hope. What was the point? I mean, I'm dead by 30. I thought I was robbed of a life. And so that's how it all started. So at, a, at the age of 19, I did what any other 19-year-old would do. When you get diagnosed like this, I mean, what would you do? You would simply ignore it. <laughs> so that's what I did. I thought if I ignored this condition so deep, so much, and put it, tucked it away so far that I would just, I, I, like, I pretended I'd never even got it. Unfortunately, that reality wasn't a very good reality. And that was the first stage of me not realizing that I became a disempowered victim of me running away from that life's problem. And as a result, I was often doubtful. I was often disheartened. I often run away from other life challenges. I had low self-esteem. 
I never, I started everything, I never finished. I was focused always on problems, blaming everyone. The list went on. And so that's, I didn't even know it, but that's what a victim mindset is. And for 13 years, I lived as a disempowered individual running away from my diagnosis until I was 32 and a brain tumor at the back of my head almost killed me. That was five centimeters. Woke me up to the fact that no, it's real. I ain't running away from this. I've got to deal with this. And that brain tumor with the first one in 2005 transformed my life. It almost was a relief to go, you know what? Stop running away. And then I looked at the sky. I said, God, I've had enough. Kill me if you want. I've had enough of living this life of disempowered. I choose life. I choose to be a a self-empowered individual. I'm going to go for it. Whether I've got a year left, whether I've got five years, I don't know. I don't care. I'm choosing life. I'm not living this way anymore. And that was a momentous transformation in my life, the first one. Wow. So when you had that kind of epiphany moment, Mm. you know, Mm. how did your life change? Like you had this aha moment, like, I'm not going to live like this. What did you start doing differently? Well, when I was in the operating room and they and they said to me, can you touch your nose with your hands, your right hand, the left hand, and can you do this and do that? I go, yes, of course I can. What are you guys talking about? That's when I realized I dodged the bullet because they wow. were claiming I would, uh, that's when they said I'll get all these, you know, side effects and problems and everything else. So while in, in the hospital, I was just contemplating like, oh my God, I nearly died. But the birds are still flying. The rivers are still flying. You know, People are walking. They're still running around being busy. It was a real self-esteem ego blow that, oh my God, the world doesn't revolve around me. It was a real wake-up call to me to go, you know what? My life is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I've made too much of myself. I've taken myself way too seriously. What the hell? So I then decided that after any one of these adversities, I just needed to pause, stop, and just take time out. I needed to heal. I needed yeah. to go. And that's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to just kill my businesses. I'm going to kill everything I'm doing. I'm just going to take time off. Oh, I was very, I had hardly any money in my pocket. I had only $2,000 to my name at the time. And I, and I, I used my friend's frequent fly points <laughs> to travel around the world. And, uh, and I had an amazing time. And I said to my friends, you know what? Since there's a second chance to life, I'm going to go. And this is a true story. I'm going to take a year off and I'm going to go online dating. And that's, that's what my first second uh, chance at life was all about. So So tell me, you talk about steps needed to live a deliberate life, you know, Mm. uh, tell us about that. What, you know, because there's a lot of people listening who are facing their own adversities, their own challenges. It may not be Mm. near death experiences, but in their life, mm. it's trauma or high anxiety yeah. and depression. What would you say to them about these steps needed to live a deliberate life? Yeah, look, I mean, when people have read my book, one of the things that I often get feedback on was like, there was this one guy, I remember, he said he'd, he'd hurt his back in some bad way. He had some operation as a result. And then he was down and out and was hanging out at home for two years, unemployed, he just wasn't doing much with his life. And then he read my book and he realized the scarcity. By reading my book, he recognized his own scarcity of time. And then he just picked up his life and, and sent me a message and said, Chris, uh, thank you very much. 
you know, I just stopped dwelling on, on, on what had happened. Your book helped me shift my focus to the future, to what I can control, to what I can do. And I stopped dwelling and repeating the past. And I've got out of my home. I've started to pick up and move on with my life. Thank you very much. Mm. So living a deliberate life is first and foremost, cannot happen when you're living in the past. Cannot happen when you're always repeating the same brain patterns in your, in your mind, the same emotional experiences that you're going through about your past, about some injustice, about something that had hurt you or was injustice to you or had not gone to your plan in some way, or I don't know what it is. There's shit that happens in our lives. But you know what? You've got to let it go. You've got this time. It's not that long. 80, 90 years, whatever you think you've got, you might not get. You might have only 50 or 60. Now, whatever that time is, you've got to recognize you've got it. It ain't around forever. Now, you yeah. need to shift your focus. First mm -hmm. thing first, shift your focus. Shift your focus to the now. What can you do? Where are your feet right now? And now shift your focus to your desire. Understand what it is that you actually truly want in this life and make a teeny tiny step. Because after my second brain operation, where I had to go through that process, when I did get that question, can you touch your nose? And my hand went everywhere. I lost full control of my left side of my body. I wasn't able to touch my nose. I wasn't able to move my body, my face, my tongue. The, I wasn't able to breathe. I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to see. The list went on. Eight months of going through that process. It took me two months to wake up to that reality that I'd gone through this. I thought that I could reverse it. I, I mean, I was complaining to my wife. I, said, I was acting like a boss. I was like, no, this shouldn't happen. Let's do it again. I, 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 this is unacceptable. And my wife's like, what are you on about? It's done. You can't change it. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And that's the same for other people. You can't change your past. Stop wasting energy. We don't have that much mental energy to invest our precious attention, resource, and energy in the past. Stop it. You need yeah. to focus on the future. You need to focus on where you are now and what you can control. Put your energy there. Put that energy in making that little one step forward in the direction you want to go. That's how I ended up walking again. I had somebody holding my hands. I mean, I had a belt on my back, swung, swung my left leg. I couldn't even swing my leg. I couldn't even stand up straight. Somebody had to hold me up and swing my leg to fire my bodies up. That's mm. what happened. One step at a time. Now I'm walking. I even went through a process of trying to run again. I've gone through a transformation that's unbelievable, but it all started by these micro, 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 micro steps. And you know what? It's okay to do these little steps because how dare you underestimate your potential in a year from now of making little steps. You don't know what little steps consistently in the right direction can do for your life. Why yeah. are you downplaying it? They often do. It pisses me off. Sorry for saying that, but I get upset and I get fired up because I've gone so far. I've gone from a $4 million house to $60 million from one business, from this revenue to a double business revenue. I've employed thousands of people by taking micro, micro steps. Yeah. What do you do if for your, in addition to writing the book, tell us about your background and your living. You continue to uh, go down a successful career path, despite the challenges you were facing and then eight, eight near death experiences. It's, it's amazing. Look, it's, um, 
Look, I've, I've had adversities uh, that can only best be explained as scary, uh, Vanessa. I mean, seriously, scary. I mean, wow. I mean, you know, people people should not survive such experiences, let alone go through them. Look, I am. So every time I've been shattered spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, like shattered little pieces, like when you wake up from these adversities, you'd rather be dead than carry on living. Now, when I've gone through those experiences, I'm grateful for my wife because her love, her support has helped me get back. There are times in your life where you really, you know what? Give me a window, I'll jump out of it. I mean, honestly, these some of these adversities are that bad. But seeing myself through that, and now when I see myself looking back, I just go, man, it's so easy to give up on life. It's so easy to get spooked by these experiences. So when I rebuilt my life, it all started by this one notion of daring in my darkest, darkest moments to dare hope that the best is yet to come, to dare hope that maybe one day this scenario, this moment in life that I'm in, will not be a forever moment. And they never are. They always change. Yeah. But when you're in this situation, you can't see beyond your face, your your hand in your nose, in front of your face. You can't see beyond your disadvantages. You can't see beyond your problems. You can't see beyond your, your debts or your circumstances in life. You just can't see beyond it. You're stuck in your own box. And mm. so to all those people who are stuck in their own box and are victims of their own circumstances, all adversities of their own, a divorce, a, 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 a bankruptcy, whatever it is, another serious adversity, a career that hasn't gone to your plan, or you keep trying and, and keep failing, whatever it is, you can't succeed at anything. Remember, you're in a box. Life does not have to be this way for the rest of your life. It's a choice at the end of the day. It's a shocking choice. You get yeah. in that box, it's our choice to get out of that box. And the only way we get out of that box, first and foremost, is to dare hope that the best is yet to come, to dare hope for a future that is beyond our current circumstances. Because if you dare give it enough time, life and everything around us changes. We change. People around us change. The environment, circumstances change. Seasons change. So if you're going to dare hope that you're going to pass some time, then you might as well dare hope that the best is yet to come. So start so with hope. Yeah, I love that. What a great message. Uh, start with hope. And how do we get your book, uh, Near Death Lessons, yeah. a Dream, a Terminal Illness, an Extraordinary Life Gained from Eight Near-Death Experiences? How do we get your book, Chris? Yeah, look, it, it will be available on uh, January 16th uh, on Amazon. Uh, we will be, uh, uh, I mean, on my website, justkeepgoing.com. Um, I have my old book title there my old book cover, but if you like, you can put your email there in a waiting list and I will email you personally when the book's available for you to go ahead and, and, and purchase it. I just, have spent six, just, just keep, keep going.com. Yeah. I love that title. Just keep going.com. Great website. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Uh, everyone, uh, when I came up with that title, the publisher changed the title. They, they changed it because they said, Chris, just keep going. I mean, I said to them, just keep going symbolizes my life because after every one of my near-death experiences and adversities, I just kept going after all. I just got wealthier. I just got happier, more driven after every one of my adversities. And compared to my friends, I look at them having their cancer battles. They back out of life. They go, they, they, they go uh, sell their businesses or spend more time 
with their families and stuff. And I go, I don't know why I'm not getting that experience. I'm getting the opposite. I get more hungrier. I get more driven. I get more all in. I want to make a more impact. I want my life to matter and count in some way. And the only way I feel that my anxiety about my mortality is diminished is when I can try or strive to make my life matter and count in some way. The more I'm contributing, the less I worry about how long I live. Who cares how long I live if I'm making a serious contribution? Wow, that's a great perspective. You know, as long as you're making a serious contribu- contribution, that's a great perspective, Chris. And you you um, discussed the importance of finding your purpose uh, mm. and, and the method of implementing that. We have about 10 minutes left with you here on sure. the community. Can you tell us about that? I, I, I'm a big proponent in finding your purpose. I, I actually mm. love helping people find out what their talents are through some tools I use, the coaching mm. work that I do as a coach. I do a lot of leadership coaching and I love that perspective awesome. of finding your purpose. So can you talk to that us about that? Yeah, look, uh, first and foremost, find your purpose. I've lived my life for 13 years as a disempowered individual. I've explained that. I uh, had no purpose. I don't know why, by the way, when I was told I'd be dead, I gave up on this idea of a future. I didn't believe in a future for 13 years. What was the point? But for some reason, deep down, I was still craving some kind of meaning and a purpose in my life. I was still craving something that I want to strive for, that I want to make a contribution for. It was deep, deep, deep inside me. And I had no idea what that was. And, and, and so for finding a purpose, first and foremost, you got to recognize that if you are often doubtful, if you're often disheartened, if you've got, you know, if you're running away from life's problems, that's the first thing you got to stop. Stop doing that. Because when you're a disempowered individual, you can never find your purpose in that state. So got to get out of that state, number one. Two, please, we all have secret desires. We all have dr- dreams in us. You know, but when you're dead and you're six foot on the ground in the grave and you look at all those tombstones, they're not, your dreams are not worth it. Nothing for no one when they've not came alive, when you've done nothing about it in your time here on this earth. You don't have forever. So please. Do not let time pass because for you to leave a legacy on this earth, for you to truly make an impact, who said that it's going to take you a year or two? It can take decades, 20 years on average. So when are you going to get started? So first recognize and, and allow those, those desires in you to come out and say, you know what? I've got to do something about it now. And it first starts by me, stop running away from life's problems, taking them on. Once I've taken them on for at least half a year, then i got to start understanding and learning more and more about my inner the dreams and desires. Now, the third thing which we've already mentioned is stop the, you got to stop that past obsession, the focus on the past, the focus of, of all these things there. you got to shift your limited energy, your limited brain pattern power, your limited attention focus, and you got to shift it to what your desires are, understand what they are, and then when you do, then when you do those micro little steps, then you can finally see problems beyond yourself because the world's full of problems. And which problems will you start noticing that you care more about? The moment you notice you start caring more about certain problems, the moment you've got energy towards solving these problems, clue, you work on that. And the more you work on that, the more time you put on that, the, 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 the more time will pass and the more you'll realize, wow, this has now became my purpose. 
So the only time I ever knew what my purposes were was not when I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it was when I made a bargain with the doctor and I made a pledge and I said, doc, give me 10 more years of my kidney life and, and I'll employ thousands of people when I had no one. Now, mm -hmm. since then, I started a company called Remote Staff and I've employed yeah. 8,000 people. Wow. It, bargaining. And mm -hmm. the bargaining meant that I spiritually obligated myself to want to commit to something long-term. So we can, don't underestimate commitment, energy, focus, and your desires. And the more you understand those, the more you invest energy and time into those, the more you, your purpose will come shining through. It's, it's evident in all of us. We're talking with Chris Jen Kulowski, author of mm. Near Death Lessons. And we're talking about his, you, you have such energy, such powerful energy. <laughs> And uh, you talk about unstoppable attitude in the face of adversity. How do you maintain that every single day? What do you do every day to maintain that attitude? It's perspective of my mortality. I know every day is 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 not going to, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be 49 again. Neither are we. You know, all of us, we live our lives, the years pass. Here we are now in 2023. Yeah. I mean, when you've had so many near-death experiences and you've had so many second chances at life, you can't take life for granted. Mm -hmm. I cannot take my days for granted. I mm -hmm. cannot take days and the fact that I'm here, I'm in this able position right now. I have not been able in the past. I used to have people wipe my butt. I used to be bed down for months. I know that experience. And so now when I am able, I don't take it for granted. I don't take for granted that I could stand upright right now in the chair, that I could talk to you right now, that I could see, that I could hear. All of these things are miracles to me and they're happening all around us everywhere. The fact that I can move my body and the neurological pathways needed, the energy and the power needed for that. I mean, I'm very conscious and aware of all these things. So I just appreciate all the all these things and, and I can't help myself, but I've become so spiritually sensitive. It's kind of annoying. And so, because everything I look at, there's this God factor to it. And so it's overwhelming. And the moment I let my heart space kind of open up to these experiences of gratitude, I'm just so grateful all the time. And, and it's, it's a problem actually after a while because I'm so resilient as well that the biggest problems can happen all around me and I don't respond. I just go, oh yeah. <laughs> so there, is a, is a, there is a negative effect to all this, uh, this excessive optimism, except excessive gratefulness, excessive uh, resilience but i've got it and uh and i'm grateful for it either way you see <laughs> yeah so tell we have a couple minutes left with you here on it's your community mm -hmm. what else do you want to share with our listeners before we let you go look it's 2023 it's the beginning of the year please the year is not going to change for you ahead if you don't start making something different happen in your life if you don't start thinking differently for starters you need to know that a thinking pattern happens automatically and reoccurs because your body in particular your brain does not want to waste energy and if it doesn't want to waste energy then it wants to just repeat and fire synapses that are automatic that are already grooved in your head know that your brain's doing that to you you are not your brain you are not your patterns you are not your behaviors you can change those and start by recognizing them and and interrupting those patterns and then try to replace those slowly and slowly. Bring your awareness in your life. Bring you behavior, new new activities in your life. And trust me, by the end of 2023, whether you like it or not, you've changed and you're going to have different results in your life. So good luck for 2023. 
Give out your website one more time, Chris, before we let you go. Justkeepgoing.com. Justkeepgoing.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining us here in It's Your Community. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure talking with you. If you have any questions or comments or topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha, you can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can private message me there. You can go to all my social media platforms, Vanessa Denha Garmo on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. You can private message me there. We're always looking for show topics. And as always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.